It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Locked on podcast network and Odyssey present locked on sports today. A strong second half gave the Miami heat a one nothing lead in the Eastern conference finals. What adjustments to the Boston Celtics also, the PGA Championship set to begin, and the Detroit Pistons have the worst luck to go along with the worst record. I'm Kainani Stevens, in for Peter Bukowski. Starting your day with the can't miss stories and biggest debates in sports, you're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Eastern Conference Finals are underway. We're checking with Locked On Celtics, John Corrales. The Boston's lost home court already. One game. We know this series between Miami was going to be tough. It always is with them. But what happened here in game one and it, from what you saw? Yeah, it started out fine for the Celtics. Then the third quarter happened. And they gave up 46 points in the mm-hmm. third quarter. It's, it's as simple as that. You, you get outscored by... 21 points in a quarter that's hard to overcome the uh, heat shot 51 and a half percent from three that's hard to overcome so the celtics once again had things under control and once again they let go of the rope as joe mazula said multiple times after the game it's a consistent problem with the celtics we know that when they're up you can never count on them finishing a game because they have a tendency to do this. And especially against Miami, who just never quits. They could be down 100, yeah. you know, with five minutes to go. And they just will not quit. So the Celtics, I mean, I don't want to take away from Miami coming out and hitting the shots and making the plays. But the Celtics very much played into their own demise. And a lot of it late too was, you know, they would they would hit some shots, but they wouldn't get any stops to go with them, which you're never going to catch up that way. And is there a little bit of frustration? Because some of that is, I would argue, effort in the fourth quarter um, on the defensive side of the ball. 
Yeah, it was such a weird fourth quarter because you're right. They they had a stretch there where it was just trading baskets. And and you said, hey, at some point you guys got to get some stops. Mm-hmm. And and then they did. They, Miami didn't score for three minutes. And all Boston did was add five points to, to you know, they, they, they cut five points off the lead. So they went from we can't get any stops for trading baskets to neither of us are going to hit shots. And they, they couldn't they couldn't complete their comeback. Joe Mazzulla, the Celtics are hanging their hats on. We only lost one quarter. It just happened to be a disastrous quarter. But that's not something that you can really – I think they're trying to put the positive spin on there. Effort has to be there. The defensive effort has to be there. If you play well defensively and Miami just hits you with a 52% shooting night, so be it. But you can't really – accept what happened uh, because they really let go and 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 didn't play with that same defensive intensity that they played with in the first half they, they forced a ton of turnovers in the first half uh, and they forced 11 and they only forced four in the second half so that that tells you all you need to know one game in we've already seen a playoff jimmy appearance because obviously he scored a ton he was dishing off some assists that looked like i don't even know what he was doing it looked like magic out there or something but is there some concern we're getting him on on a roll at the wrong time as well? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll even push back. And I know he had 35 points and seven assists. I don't even think this was a playoff, Jimmy. This was this think? was good. This is really good, Jimmy. Good Jimmy. Yeah. This isn't this is like playoff Jimmy would have dropped 50 in this game. So, but yeah, there is concern because I've I've kind of laid out on my podcast. The, the ways the Heat can steal these games, I think Boston talent-wise is so much better than Miami, but effort-wise, they're nowhere close. And you have the Jimmy game, you have a Bam game, you have a Spolstra coaching them up game, and then you have an outlier shooting game. Well, you got the outlier shooting game out of the way right away. Yeah. So you come in and you, you steal home court without the Jimmy game right away, so you still kind of almost have I know it doesn't work exactly this way, but you still have the Jimmy game in your pocket where he becomes that force of nature. He wasn't great down the stretch. He was good, but he wasn't great. Like I said, that three-minute stretch in the fourth quarter was pivotal because Boston could have taken advantage of that that drought and come all the way back and maybe forced an overtime at the very least, and, and they couldn't take advantage of that. So I know there's a fourth quarter where Jimmy drops 20 coming. And that's the scariest part in this series for the Celtics. We talked a little bit about this yesterday with Locked On Lakers because obviously we know every every game is a must win in the playoffs. But game two, I mean, you cannot put yourself in an 0-2 hole against Miami. Yeah, exactly. And the Celtics, they love doing this, right? They love make to, uh, yeah, they, they love to make it difficult on themselves. But they're great when there's adversity. They're um, they're they're terrible when they think things are going their way so maybe maybe being down one they're 500 at home Mm -hmm. in the playoffs that that's ridiculous you fight all year to be uh you know to get home court advantage and and you lose it like that that that's that's terrible so yeah game two is a must win and now you got to go into miami which they i know they don't care they don't care the sellers do not care about winning on the road they win plenty on the road but just once i think from a boston perspective you'd like to see them start out a little bit better than losing game one at home. 
Absolutely. For their fans, at least, let's hope they can split this uh, first two games. But, John, thanks for joining us. We'll check in with you later on in the series. You got it. Stay up to date all year on the Boston Celtics by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Celtics on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thank you for making Locked On Sports Today your first listen. Coming up, the PGA Championship begins today. Who will leave this weekend a champion? Are you looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all of the sugar and the calories that go along with it? You have to try out Built Bar. These are some of my favorites because Built Bar tastes really great. It's made with 100% real dark chocolate, but it's also good for you too. It has 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. So you don't need to wait to get a box. You can always order from built.com, but now you can get them in person at Walmart and Sam's Club. If you go to Walmart, you head over to the pharmacy section, get those four bar boxes, or you can do what I do and go to Sam's Club and get the 13 bar box. And they have the puff flavors with that protein infused marshmallow coming in brownie batter puff and churro puff. Definitely want to try it out. Trust me. You will thank me later. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Philadelphia 76ers dismissed Doc Rivers earlier this week, and they're already trying to line up candidates for his replacement. The Sixers are reportedly interested in Mike Bunnenholzer, Monty Williams, and Nick Nurse for the open position. Florida State Seminoles were college football playoff contenders going into the summer and are now only getting better after adding Michigan State's leading receiver, Keon Coleman, through the transfer portal on Wednesday night. The New York Mets and Tampa Bay Rays went into an extra innings thriller. It was the game of the year for the New York Mets on Wednesday night, and it all started with the kids. Mark Vientos hits a game-tying home run late, and guess what? Another kid came through with one, a three-run shot. The Mets were on their last legs. Francisco Alvarez, ninth inning, sends it to extras. David Robertson gives up a couple of runs. Guess what? Pete Alonso's there to end the game with a walk-off three-run homer, and that's not even mentioning an outstanding start from Kodai Senga. Is this the game that turns the Mets season around? We'll be discussing that on tomorrow's edition of Locked On Mets. The Boston Red Sox dominated the Seattle Mariners on Wednesday night with a whopping 12-3 win. The Red Sox secured a series win over the Mariners with a big win on Wednesday night to close out the series. What's going on, everyone? It's Lauren from Lockdown Red Sox and Pablo Reyes. The Red Sox essentially got him for nothing. He came up huge on Wednesday for the Red Sox. Brian Bayo on his birthday also pitched a gem. Overall, very good game for the Red Sox and a great game to go into an off day before heading to San Diego to take on Sandra Bogarts and the Padres. I'll break this game down for you on our next episode of Locked on Red Sox. Here is another story you need to know. The 105th edition of the PGA Championship heading to Oak Hill in Rochester, New York. So, of course, we're talking PGA. Cam LaFontaine, our Locked On podcast reporter, joining us. 
when you're looking at this course camp, what are you looking at for in terms of golfers who you think could be successful there? Yeah, look, Oak Hill is going to be a beast. Uh, we have players on site this week calling this course in its current condition one of the hardest that they've ever played. Uh, it should play similar score-wise to what we saw last year at Southern Hills at the PGA in Oklahoma. Uh, the winner there shot five under. Uh, the winner here may be between five and seven under. Uh, it's 7,400 yards. There's only two par fives, uh, both of which might not be reachable in two shots. There's seven par fours over 450 yards. Uh, so we hear the term bomber's paradise thrown around. You want guys to target guys that are long and straight off the tee. Uh, but you can win with guys who are above average but accurate if they can keep it out of the rough and they can have solid long iron play. Uh, you want to target golfers that have strong approach stats from 175, 200 yards uh, around the green game, chipping, very important in majors, especially here where there's a lot of raised greens and tough chipping conditions. And then as a bonus, if you can get a golfer that has solid bent grass putting history, those are the guys you want to target. All right. We always check in with FanDuel at times like this because they have the best odds. And of course, right now they have Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm at the top. They're plus 750. Rory McIlroy, always a fan favorite when you want to pick on him. He's 13 to one. No true surprises, I guess, if you're looking at it that way. So if you're looking at the favorites with these short numbers, is that the way you should go? Or is there something else that you might look at? Yeah, let me just preface this by saying I've been pretty disastrous in picking golf outrights <laughs> this year. So there's a lot of season left, but feel free to fade my picks. Um, I wouldn't fault anyone for taking Rom or Scotty on a shorter betting card this week. Rom is the best in the world right now. He just won the Masters. I actually think that he sets up better than Scotty. Uh, okay. FanDuel actually, just before we recorded, moved Rom's line to plus 850 and Scotty oh. is plus 750. So that was actually pretty surprising to me because I think that Rom should be the overall favorite. Um, there's been some concerns with Scotty's putting lately. Um, he's been a little dejected on the greens. Uh, he's, there's also some concerns about his long iron play. Um, I couldn't talk you off of him. He's amazing. He's great in majors. But I do think he's riskier than Rom. Both numbers are a bit too short for me. I did start my card with Rory McIlroy at 15-1. to 1. He's now 13-1 to 1 at FanDuel. Look, he hasn't been playing his best. He's been noticeably dejected the past couple months. Uh, he also burned the public in the last two majors he's played. He blew the lead on Sunday at the Open Championship at St. Andrews last year inexplicably. And then he missed the cut at the Masters. And we know a lot of people like to bet Rory. So people, for the first time in a while, are, are off of Rory. Um, but this is the guy who sets up statistically the best at this course regardless. Um, I think he's been working hard on the mental stuff in the past month. Uh, his press conference on Tuesday, he dodged a lot of deeper questions, gave some shorter answers. I think that this is all a conscious effort to take some pressure off of himself. It's all calculated with Rory. So apart from the statistics, there's some narrative. His wife is a Rochester, New York native. He's okay. been a member at Oak Hill for some time. Uh, he played down his course knowledge this week in his press conference again. But I think that that's taking pressure off of himself. I think that I think that's a conscious decision. Uh, he's a guy I'm always looking at in majors. Yes, he hasn't won since 2014, but he has 17 top 10 since 2015 in majors. That's the most of any golfer in the world. It's really hard to win a major. He's yeah. up there with a chance as often as anyone. And last year, he didn't win one, but he got second at Augusta, eighth at the PGA, fifth at the U.S. Open, and then obviously he blew the lead in what he should have won at the Open Championship. In majors where conditions are tough, this is my guy. 
Uh, if he's made strides on the mental side and he can hit fairways this week, he'll be up there on the weekend. He's due. I'm, I'm speaking it into existence once again. We love a story. I personally hope it's Rory. Um, obviously the favorites, you know, golf pays out so well. So people, I feel like a lot of time go to favorites no matter what, but if you do want to go for those long odds, if you want to look maybe elsewhere, what are some names that people could look at? Yes. So the next tier on FanDuel includes Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay, and Brooks Kepka. These are three golfers who set up great this week statistically. And these are three guys that a lot of people are betting this week. There's some people that I've seen are taking all three of them and ignoring the top three favorites. Um, but a lot of people are starting their cards with at least one of them. Um, Xander Shoffley has been the most consistent lately. He's got five straight top tens. He's never been able to put it together to win a major, but that's coming at some point, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Brooks Kepka finally healthy. Uh, he's on live, obviously, but he's been playing really strong. We saw three rounds of it at Augusta when he had the lead on Sunday before squandering it to John Rahm. Uh, he's got PGA, Champions, PGA Championship success with two Wanamaker trophies. I just don't have enough confidence in him right now to take him because I'm not mm -hmm. sure he can put four rounds together. Uh, but I couldn't talk you off of him. He sets up great. I did, however, take Patrick Cantlay, 19 to 1 at FanDuel. He's another guy who gets a bad rap at majors, but we're talking about the number four golfer in the world. He's finished top 15 in his past three majors. So he's coming around to some success at majors. Uh, this place is perfect for him. He's an elite driver of the golf ball. He's an elite bent grass putter, one of the best, maybe the best over the past several seasons. His long iron play has been strong this year. He's got five top tens and 11 starts. And then he loves the Northeast. We're talking about a tournament in New York where the weather could be shaky. He won the 2022 BMW Championship in Wilmington, Delaware. He won the 2021 BMW Championship in uh, Maryland at Caves Valley. And he was third at the 2019 PGA at Bethpage Black in New York. So this is a guy suited for these conditions, statistically and historically. He has Joe LaCava on the bag. Tiger Woods is old caddy. His first major win is coming soon. And then lastly, real quick, why not Max Homa? 36 to 1 on FanDuel. This is a great number. He's a really popular guy, but he's flying a bit more under the radar lately because of his recent form. But his most recent tournament is an eighth place finish at Quail Hollow at the Wells Fargo Championship. That's a tough course. He drove the ball very well. That's a positive sign. He's a very strong short game player. Those are the players you want to target at a course like this. He's won at tough courses like Riviera. Torrey Pines, Quail Hollow, in 11 starts this year, six top tens, two wins. I like Homa's win equity a lot more than guys with shorter odds around him. I think he's a good guy to target this week. All right, a lot of options for everybody out there. We'll have to see how things play out this weekend. Cam, thanks for joining us. Coming up, despite having the worst record in the NBA last season, the Detroit Pistons ended up with the fifth pick in the upcoming NBA draft. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. 
The Pistons are picking fifth overall in the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes after finishing with the worst record in the entire NBA by five games, having the top odds, or at least were number one. I know the top three teams all share the same odds for four, uh, 14%, all same the same odds for the number one, um, for the number one overall pick. The draft lottery was going exactly as planned. There was no movement at all from 14 all the way to six. There was not any movement at all. And then number five came, and the Detroit Pistons popped up on the screen. Now, there was multiple different ways I like could have went with this podcast. And I'm not going to lie, I, I struggled with which direction I wanted to go with this podcast. But this, this, is, this is all I'll say. Let's get some emotion out the way. I didn't move from the spot in my living room after I saw the Pistons logo pop up. I didn't move from that spot in my living room for a good like 35 minutes. I sat right there in that couch, did not move, didn't say goodnight to my wife, didn't say, hey, didn't say nothing. Didn't say a damn thing to nobody, didn't tweet, didn't didn't do anything. I just sat there in that couch for a good like 35 minutes before I, I felt composed enough to say anything, to say anything. So... Look, this is absolutely heartbreak. It was heartbreaking for the fan base. It's it's it it's tough. It sucks. And the worst part about it, the worst part about this, and and we talked about this on the podcast all offseason thus far, is that falling from one to five in any other draft, it would suck. Still, it would definitely would suck. But I don't feel like it would hurt. I don't feel like it would feel like you're being stabbed. <laughs> I don't feel like it would feel like that. In almost any other draft. But this draft, for you to be the number one team in the draft with possibly the greatest prospect in the history of basketball, Wold, Adrian Wojnarowski, he said this was possibly the greatest prospect in team sport history. For that to be the draft that you fall from one to five, that that just that that feels like a stab to the heart. It it it, it hurts. It it really does hurt. So it, it it sucks, man. It sucks. I don't blame any of you guys for being disappointed. Don't blame any of you guys for being sad. Uh, I, I don't blame any of you guys. You guys need to take a day or two to not talk about the Pistons, not listen about the Pistons, to just, you know, need some time. I don't want to blame any of you guys at all for that because this sucks. It does. Um, But at the end of the day, look, I'm going to try my hardest not to be too emotional for a while about it. I'm going to try not to be like, you know, too much of a Debbie Downer about it because, you know, I think everyone is aware that it sucks. So at the end of the day, it's this. The Pistons could have had second, third, fourth, fifth, even though some of the quotes that Troy Weaver had after the draft, um, he talked about how you could really pick any prospect from three to eight. And I had been hinting to you guys on the podcast for a while now, but basically what that is saying is they had a select two, a top two. It was Victor, and I heard that it was Scoot Henderson. They had those two guys in two in, in their own tier and that the draft started at three. And finally, New York Yankees starting pitcher Domingo Herman has been suspended 10 games for violating the MLB's rules regarding foreign substances. This is the second time this season he's been in trouble with foreign substances. But sure, it's just the rosin and sweat. It's definitely nothing else but that. Thanks for checking into Locked On Sports today. You're making it your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make that your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, will the Lakers have an answer for Nikola Jokic? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.